discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Wow. It's good to see you. I blessed to be in the house of God. Ask anybody you at all. Are you glad to be in the house of God at all? Are you ready? Let's pray and then we'll start. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who is here to guide us to lead us in your word thank you that our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word receive your word with gladness and with meekness thank you that we produce fruits and produce results on every sea of our lives even in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah praise the lord i'm being led for us to do a question and answer session those of you who are here on, on uh, wednesday i was teaching you some some things because some questions came hallelujah Thank you, Pastor. Pastor, uh, my question is it's in two fools. Uh, number one, I want to know if a believer, they can be Holy Ghost filled and uh, will not speak in tongues. Is it highly possible that there is someone who believes in Christ and believes in the Holy Spirit but does not speak in tongues? Because when you read Matthew 3, the Bible says that John, the, John said that I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Then what therefore is the baptism baptism the Holy Ghost and then with fire? Because I, I once read about um, Kenetagan's commentary. And he too was talking oh, about a theologian's commentary. Kenetagan's commentary. Yes, he was for me, I, I, I believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is you actually speaking in tongues. But he also said that it is the, the experience of the new birth. And it was uh, confusing me a little bit. You've asked too many questions at once. But all the things that you've said are actually very detailed things. Is that, that's the first fold of your question, isn't no, it? No, no, not after that's my, put, yes, okay. yes, All right, so the question is that. Um, number one, can someone be a Christian and, and not speak in tongues? And not speak in tongues. And then question two, um, what, is the, what is actually the Holy Ghost baptism? And then, the, the, um, and then with fire, according to Matthew 3, yeah. verse 11. Yes. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you. So let me start from here. Okay. okay Pastor, thank you. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is it's called John's baptism. If you read Acts chapter 19, from verse 1, the Bible says that Apollos was passing into another place. Paul also passed into Ephesus. <laughs> and when Paul got to Ephesus, he saw 12 disciples who had not, did not understand the Holy Spirit. Okay, so... He said unto them, oh, go up, go to verse 1. Let's read from verse 1, so it makes more sense. 
And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So Paul is saying there are two experiences that one needs to have. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So you must believe, and then you must receive the Holy Ghost. Okay? All right. And they said unto him, we have not as much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So they didn't know about the Holy Ghost. Then Paul asked them, unto what then were you baptized? He said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? Unto what were you baptized? Meaning that <laughs> the believing is also called or referred to as baptism. So he asked them, unto what if you have not heard about the Holy Ghost? Because Paul mentioned two things in verse 2. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And then they said that, we have not even heard about the Holy Ghost. Then Paul said, ah, unto what then were you baptized? Meaning that the first one, Pono, you don't have. The believing, you have not believed. You are disciples, but whose disciples are you? Then they answered. And they said, unto John's baptism, we were baptized by John. But John said, I baptize you unto what? Repentance. Awaiting the coming of the Christ. So John's baptism is not the same as the water baptism we experience today. John's baptism was for Jews. Okay? John's baptism was for, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Unto, repentance means change of mind. The Greek word is metanoia. To change your mind concerning the coming of the Christ because he has come. Are you seeing it? But he that cometh after me, is mightier than I, whose shoes are not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with one, the Holy Ghost. And he shall baptize you with fire. Then he explains the fire. Go to You see, there's a semicolon there, meaning that what is coming explains what has just been mentioned. Okay? Whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly peg his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire. That is the baptism of fire. The baptism of fire is different from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Different. Holy Ghost, fire, yes, please. I know there appeared clothing tongues like as unto fire upon the disciples' head. But it's called clothing tongues. Clothing tongue. Tetrema. Clothing tongues. Meaning that their words will be full of fire and consume the hearts of men. That is why we preach. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. Look at Romans chapter 10. The mystery of the New Testament is preaching, the teaching. Teaching is what changes things. It's fire. That's the fire of God's word. But what's here? The word is night, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. This is the New Testament, which we preach. That is what, you don't even remember how you got born again. What the person said that got you born again. The preachers, they, you, don't, you don't understand what they even said. If you are born, if... I don't know if you remember when you became born again. You don't remember what they said about Jesus. All you remember is that you saw yourself standing in front and you were giving your life to Christ. And after that, you change. Even you, when you are preaching to people, you don't know what you say that makes them born again. When you finish talking, they say they want to give their life to Christ. You know you didn't say anything, but they say they want to give their life to Christ. Clothing tanks as unto fire. The first day Peter stood, he spoke and 3,000 people gave their, their lives to Christ. Clothing tanks like as unto fire. The word of God being full of fire. As you speak, fire comes out. It convicts the hearts of men. Changes their hearts. That is the ability of the Spirit that comes with his infilling. Okay, so let me answer your question. After the John's baptism, it was for the Jews to have a change of mind in preparation for the Messiah. So Paul asked them, unto what then were you baptized? Then he said, unto the baptism 
of John. So look at what Paul did. Go back to Acts chapter 19. Then said Paul, John verily baptized, so with the, he's explaining John's baptism, with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is of Christ Jesus. This was John's baptism. Okay. So, next verse. When they heard this, when they heard what had happened, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, this word baptized, go back please. This word baptized in the name of Jesus. What does it mean? Does it mean that they were immersed into water? No. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. They were immersed into the name of Jesus. Baptism is baptizo. It means to immerse. It's not always water that you are immersed into. <laughs> it's not only water you are immersed into. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Go to 1 Corinthians 12, 13. You see this particular phrase, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, in Acts plenty, because it has a certain reference. Okay? It means something. For by one spirit are we all baptized? So this baptism is not into water. It's into a certain body. What body is that? The body of Christ. Okay? Who does the baptism? The Holy Spirit is the one who does it. For by one spirit, by the agency of one spirit, the Holy Spirit is the baptizer. We are the baptizees. Oh yes, that's actually the right way to explain baptism for you to understand. You have to understand the baptizer, the baptizee, and the, uh, the medium of the baptism. Okay? The baptizer is the Holy Spirit in this case. In John's baptism, who was the baptizer? John the Baptist was the baptizer. Who are the baptizees? The Jews. What was the medium? Water. What was it unto? Unto repentance to wait for the believing in Christ. Okay? Now, the born-again experience is also baptism. That's what we are explaining here. The born-again experience is baptism. It's a birth and it's a baptism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why is it a baptism? Because you are the baptizee. There's a baptizer, the Holy Spirit. The medium for the baptism is Christ. And the location or unto, that what you are baptized unto is into the body of Christ. So John chapter 3 verse 5, Jesus said that except a man be born again, he cannot. Look at it. Jesus said, very blessed unto you. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus was explaining the born again experience. From verse, go to verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus asked, should I enter my mother's womb and come back and be born again? Then Jesus explained to him that except you are born of water and of the spirit. Now the word water there is not, it's not the water we know. It's not the water we know. He's talking about the word of God. John chapter 15 verse 3. John 15 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So the word of God has cleansing ability. Why am I saying that the word of God is actually the water he was talking about? Because in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, I've quoted it today. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which abides and lives forever. So the water is the word, and the spirit is the spirit. Okay? With the born again experience, it's as the agency of the spirit of God, the word of God, coming together to immerse you into the body of Christ. Do you understand? So the born again experience is also referred to as baptism. Baptism into the name of Jesus. Sometimes it also includes water baptism. In certain references, 
in Acts. You see it there. So let me show you now. Can I show you now? Acts chapter 8. Let's read from verse... Acts chapter 8 from verse 3. Go to Genesis, verse 4. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Go on. Then Philip went down to Samaria, the city of Samaria, and preached unto Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave it unto the things which Paul speak, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So salvation is coming to the city, okay? Next verse. From clean spirits crying with loud voice, blah, 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 people possessed with the lame, blah, blah, blah. And there was great joy in that city, verse 9. But there was a certain man, go, go down, go down, go down, go to 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were all baptized, both men and women. When they believed, they were all baptized. Isn't it? Go to the next verse. What baptism is this one? This one is baptism into water because he differentiates the two in this particular place. Go up. 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. They believed in the name of Christ and then they were baptized. But in other places, they put all of them together and refer to it as they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Okay? Go to the next verse. Then Simon himself also gave his life to Christ, blah, blah, blah. Go to the next verse. Huh. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Samaria received the word of God. Okay? Who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Next verse. For as, for as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This thing here is in reference to all that had happened in that verse. They believed in Christ and then they were baptized, both men and women. So it's like a summary of two things sometimes. You understand? So this same phrase, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, is the same thing that was said concerning Paul in Acts chapter 19 with the disciples that he saw. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then the next thing he did was that Go back to that place. Then I'll come back to this place. Okay? They are not the same. Different types of baptism. The born again experience is a type of baptism. Then receiving the Holy Spirit is also another type of baptism. Baptism with the Holy Spirit. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, go back, go back to verse 5, please. When they heard this, when they heard about Jesus, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means that they were born again and probably were immersed in water as well. Have you seen it? Then, so that is different. Then the next thing he did for them was that he laid hands on them. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them. The coming upon the Holy Spirit is referred to as a baptism, okay, into the Spirit. <laughs> I don't want to confuse you. There's baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there's baptism into the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is also referred to as being baptized in the name of Jesus, which is the born-again experience. It's called baptism of because the agent who does it is the Holy Spirit. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Who does the baptism? The Holy Spirit. So baptism of, he is the of, he does it. That's the born-again experience. That's why Ken Hagen wrote what he wrote. Okay? Then there's baptism with or into the Holy Spirit. 
Baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's actually referred to with. Baptism, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Meaning that the medium for your baptism now is the Holy Spirit. They put you inside the Holy Spirit. And when Paul laid his hands on them, they received, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now go back to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, the last thing we're reading. Only they had received the, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Says, uh, for as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So the apostles came, these apostles came because the people had just been born again. They had not received the Holy Spirit yet. So, next verse, verse, nine, verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. If you notice, in order not to cause confusion, the Bible knows. So it always mentions receive the Holy Ghost instead of baptized with the Holy Ghost. You get it? It doesn't want to confuse you. So if you look at all the New Testament references, Acts references, it always talks about with, uh, uh, receive the Holy Spirit, which is actually the baptism with the Spirit. And the purpose of the coming upon the baptism of the Spirit is the coming upon of the Spirit. The purpose of the coming upon of the Spirit is to dwell in you, to stay in you. Okay? When you are born again, because there's a confusion here too, because of theologians, even though it's clear. Okay? When you fall in water, does the water enter your mouth? Like, do you drink the water? If you are swimming, you intentionally go inside to go and swim, to go and drink water. Do you do that? When a woman is pregnant, okay, the baby is inside the woman, isn't it? Is the mother inside the baby? The mother is not inside the baby. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives birth to us. We are inside the Spirit when we are born. We are inside the Spirit and we are born into the body of Christ. When you are born into the body of Christ, you are, the Spirit of God is around you, but He is not in you. You must take drink of him so that he can come into you. You understand? So one is a born again. The birth is a born again experience. The partaking, the drinking is the receiving of the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and hence work, work with you and walk with you. So there are Christians who have the witness of the Holy Spirit even though they don't speak in tongues. John Wesley is a great man of God but he didn't speak in tongues. Very serious man of God. Every charismatic preacher who is doing anything correct, every Pentecostal preacher who is doing anything, you know, the Pentecostals came out of the Methodist church. Do you know? Those who gathered and were praying at the Azusa Street Revival and all that, they were Methodist people. And they received the Holy Spirit and changed to become Pentecostals. Wesley was very powerful. He had his own mistakes, but he was very, very powerful. But he never spoke in tongues. But the Holy Spirit worked with him. How? Because the Holy Spirit was with him. It was around him. And he had the witness of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Which is a key, it's a quality for all those who are born again. Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8 verse, Romans 8, 16. Romans 8, 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits. So he's there to bear witness with our spirits. You understand? Yeah. And that is the born, is, is the born again experience. But there's another experience of receiving the Holy Ghost. You will have the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. If you don't speak in tongues, you've not received the Holy Spirit consciously, you've not, you don't speak in tongues. You still have the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit, correcting you. Talking to your conscience. You're going to steal uh, meat from the soup. You talk to your spirit and your spirit will talk to you. 
brother, don't take that meat. He's there to convict you. And that is important. Without that, you can't do a lot. But there's a coming upon the Spirit for the purpose of dwelling in you. Okay? Which brings the ministry of the Spirit into your life in a special way. Hallelujah. So a Christian, to answer that question, a Christian can be born again. Someone can be born again, a Christian. He doesn't speak in tongues. Okay? But the soul of God is with him. Because the soul of God is his father. Your father does not live. He has to be there. But there are, there are some, there's another batch of functions of the spirit that you will not have. You understand? But when you receive the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which is recorded for everybody. Acts chapter 19, what we're reading once again. So the references are Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10. Cornelius' case. Okay, so we'll go to Cornelius right now. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. So this particular uh, receiving of the Holy Spirit or baptism with the Holy Spirit is what grants you access into the realm of the Spirit. Proper, proper. The first one, you are immersed into the realm of the Spirit. But you may not have access. You may not see some things. You may not hear some things. But the coming upon of the Holy Spirit for the purpose of dwelling in you, okay, opens you up to the realm of the Spirit now. Now your eyes can be opened. It says, in the, it shall come to pass in the last days that I shall pour out my sword upon all flesh and the sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young, men, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon the, your, your handmaidens and all that shall I upon my, out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Okay? So it grants you an ability to prophesy, to have access. And there are two types of prophecies. <laughs> Foreknowledge, foretelling, and foretelling. Okay? So a Christian who has received the Holy Spirit can have access to the future. A Christian who has not received the Holy Spirit may not have access to the future. He may, walk, he may walk into danger. He may. Especially if he's not really taking the Spirit of God that he has around him seriously. He may not. Please, you understand? What are the benefits of speaking in tongues? Speaking in tongues helps you to be in direct communication with God instantly. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understand him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Have you seen it? He speaketh mysteries. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Look at chapter, uh, same book, same, same chapter, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Amplified. For if I pray in a known tongue, my spirit by the Holy Ghost within me prays. But my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. So it's, they are, that is the ability to move beyond the mind. Okay? The Holy Spirit in you, with the ability to speak in tongues, is what aids you to go beyond your mind. You become a Christian who goes beyond the mind. A Christian who can believe in the supernatural very easily. And can have the supernatural happening on a regular occurrence in your life. So it's the doorway, it's the entrance, the real entrance to the Spirit. You understand? But a Christian who has not received the Holy Spirit may not have access. 
he may not have access. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if I've helped you. Have I been able to explain to you the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Okay. Then you ask about the baptism with fire. <laughs> baptism with fire is concerning the end of the ages. It has to do with the end of the last day, the last age, the last times. Okay? Jesus spoke in Matthew 13 concerning the parable of the wheat and the tares. He says, a man sowed his wheat. And at night, another person, his enemy came and came to sow tares in his, in his field. Then the, the, his workers saw that they had sowed tares. Because as they were growing, they were seeing tares in the system. So they said that, we, let that Master, give us the opportunity to go and pluck out the tares. And the Master said, no, no, leave them. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. At harvest time, I'll harvest the wheat and bring it into my barn. And the tares, I'll gather them and burn them. That is a baptism with fire. What is baptism with fire? Baptism with fire is the distraction of the whole world with fire. On Wednesday, I spoke about all these things into details. It's too much. That's why I said I can't talk about it. Second Peter chapter. Okay, so this is the story. Let both grow until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, go gather ye first the... Because in the house of God, okay, there are tests in the house of God. In the house of God, there are people who say they are Christians, but they are not Christians. They are not born again. They are in the system. Some of them are pastors. Some of them are prophets. But they are not born again. They are in the church. Leading people astray. They look like Christians. We are all growing together. At the end time, there will be a sound. Trumpet sounding. The Christians will be taken up. Those who are not Christians will remain. And their end will be to be gathered and put into the, fi- the fairness of God. The fairness starts on earth and ends in the lake of fire. God is going to destroy everything with fire. The world that was was destroyed with water. There was a world that was bef- there was a water that came before Noah's water. I said, I said, now you just have to go back. Now, if you, in Matthew chapter thirteen, verse 10, if you go down, you will hear Jesus explaining what the parable, that parable that he had just said meant. So go down. Okay. So verse 37. 37. He answered and said unto them, He that sowed the good seed is the son of man. He sowed the wheat. Okay. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. That's the wheat. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. Some of them are found in the church. Okay. The field is the world. So they are, they are all over. Next verse. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. Have you seen it? Next verse. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. So it is with, with reference to the end of this world. It's called the day of vengeance. When the heavens shall melt with fire and the earth shall melt with heat. And all the elements thereof. Second Peter chapter 3. Chapter 3 verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with the great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Have you seen it? That is the beginning of the baptism of fire. I said it begins from this place, from this earth, and then culminates in the lake of fire. All those who were not born again and were misbehaving and doing that, they are reserved unto fire. Go up. Go to verse 7. It says, they don't know that this earth is reserved unto fire. By the word of God, it's reserved. 
by the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word that kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Have you seen it? The God will come for his own. That's a wheat. Then the test will be left. Then he will burn all of them. That was what John was talking about in Matthew chapter 3. As far back as Matthew chapter 3. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if I've helped you. Great. Whose shoes are not worthy to bear? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Verse 12. Whose fan is in his hand? And he will totally purge his flock. He's talking about harvesting of wheat. And purifying of heat. When they harvest the heat and they are purifying it, that's how they purify it. They purify it with a fan. Okay? Sometimes they throw it up so that the wind will blow. The ones that are not wheat, the wind will blow it away and the wheat will land back into the pan. Sometimes they use fan to also fan it. So he says, whose fan is in his hand? Jesus will come with a fan. <laughs> and he will totally pledge his floor. And he will gather his wheat into the Ghana. That's what I described on Wednesday. That will be in the heavens. Okay? There's a harvest, there's a rapture of the harvest. You harvest and they'll meet him in the sky. The second coming of Christ is two. There's the public coming of Christ and the private coming of Christ. You have to listen to what I preach on Wednesday. It's on the podcast. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Unquenchable fire. There's no escape. You can't be in it for 20 years and come out. You better give your life to Christ if you have not given your life to Christ. Your future is not bright at all. It's not. You need to give your life to Christ. Okay? Hallelujah. So the key thing is that, you see, if you don't, if you are not a doer of the word, you are taking yourself out gradually to be part of the test that will be found and end up into the unquenchable fire. You don't want to be like that. Okay? You don't want to be like that. Peter said, since you know that this heavens and this earth will be melt, will melt it will be melted. But we will not be coming back. You see, we are not designed for heaven. We are designed for earth. We will go to heaven as a brief. It's like a reception grounds for us. We will be in heaven in a reception for years. Then we will come back. There's, a, there's the New Jerusalem. That will come from heaven. It's the city of God. The perfect city of God. It will come from heaven. Which will come back on earth. And we will be here. The New Jerusalem will be the center of the administration of God. Okay? And we will be in the New Jerusalem with them. Right here on earth. It will be like heaven. Hallelujah. But we will not be coming back to this earth and this heaven. Because there will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1. Revelation 21 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. That there was no more sea is for our message. It's not a small thing. It's big. Because the sea that you see lying in front of Accra is harboring things inside. That is the sea that was used, that was the river, the, the water that was used to destroy the world that was before we came. Sorry? There are more tests. They are inside. They are there. You think it's a joke that there's more water inside? You'll be surprised. There are people living there. Alive and colored. You think it's a joke? It's no joke. Ask those who have done things before. <laughs> All called grandmasters and people who have contacted spirit. They are there. Mermaids. Yes. Half, half human, half 
There are centaurs that have existed before. Half horse, half human. There are things you think is a joke. Plenty. But it is our time now. Uh-huh. So that world was destroyed with water. And that was the water I was talking about initially. So it's written in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God does not create things that are, that are not good. He creates nice things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The next verse says, And the earth was without form and void. The word was is became. The earth became formless and void. There was nobody there. Nobody was empty. Everything had changed. Between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, it's, a, it's called the gap theory. Or the doctrine of the, of, of the gap. That is billions of years. Scientists say according to chemistry, half-life, that this earth is how many years old? It's six billion years old. Am I lying? Or I'm telling the truth. Not million, billion. But Adam was here 6,000 years ago. So who can account for the 5.94 something, something, something billion years? What accounts for it? Scientists keep finding fossils of dinosaurs and all that. Some people were here before we came home. They were here. Where are they? Where did the devil come from? Where did the angels come from? No. There's, it's called the gap theory. And there are so many things in the Bible that teaches that. Okay? They were all here. But because they were wrong, God took them out. And he destroyed that earth with water. So Second Peter chapter 3, where we're reading. Let's read from verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord, Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. Since people will be scoffing God. The things that they will be saying is that, look at you, you people, you keep preaching about these things. Next verse. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of Christ's coming? You have said that Jesus is coming soon. What type of soon is that? If Jesus were sitting on a wheelbarrow, he should have gotten here by now. If he were sitting in, what? A boboya. He should have gotten here. Quick in a pep. He should have gotten here by, by now. For since the fathers fell asleep, or since the fathers died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Everything is normal. Everything is flowing. Everything is okay. So what are you talking about? That something is going to happen? What, what, what? You are lying. Like all the things I'm saying, it's like, I'm lying. He says, this they are ignorant of. For this they willingly are ignorant of. Willingly are ignorant of. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old. He says, they are willingly, they have decided not to know about what happened initially. That's what I was trying to tell you. For this, they, are, they willingly are ignorant of. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old. These heavens were of old. And the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. So there's a world that then was. And it was overflowed with water and perished. Do you know that all the earth was together? Scientists have said, and it is the truth. 
that South, South America and America were joined to Africa in a certain way. We are the center. Then all the other sides also joined. It was one big mass. If you read in Genesis chapter 6, it mentions it before the days of the dividing of the earth. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The earth standing in water and out of water, wherein what? Water overflowed it and it perished. It's not, it's not talking about Noah. Noah's own is different. Noah's own, the earth did not divide. That one, it divided. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he says, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, he says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the, the deep. The word deep is abusos. It means abyss. It means water, plenty water. Hell, down, 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 down in the water. But there are things in there. So in the last day, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing. This is the judgment, the final judgment. It's called the white throne judgment. And I saw that the small and great stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead. The what? The, sea. the what? He's not talking about people who died Titanic, the people who died on the sea. That's, not, that's what he's talking about. Because look at it says, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. If someone died on the sea and has not didn't do the right thing, where will he go? You go to hell, isn't it? Uh-huh. So he's not part of those who are dead. That's the dead that the sea gives up. He's not part. Meaning that the dead, the sea has its own group of people that it is keeping. It's a prison. That's why it is salty. Salt is for preservation. You are being preserved for a, a reason. You are being preserved for a reason. Yes. Oh, they are dead. There are people, there are things inside them. Plenty. Ask the fishermen. Oh, it's, it's not a joke. They see things. And you will not see it when you go down the, into the deep, into the sea. Like you go under the sea, you are swimming. Where is the mammy water? I want to see it. No, it's spiritual. It's, they are there. There's an entrance into hell there. Yeah, and there's, it's, God is supernatural. Okay, so think in terms of the supernatural. Don't think only in terms of diving. You want to learn, you dive. Go and meet my water and see the evidence of it. On that day, we'll see one day you will die and you'll be out of this place. You'll be going like this. You'll check and you see that hey, things are in the world. That is when your eyes will open. When that day comes and you see it, call me. Just give me a, give me a phone call. And then we'll talk. Rise up and let's thank God for what you have shared with us. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.